You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome to Go Plug Yourself, talking to the most interesting people in Montreal since 2011. Hey, if you're enjoying Go Plug Yourself, why not do us a favor and help spread the word about the show? Tell your friends about us online or in person, and it would really help us out. Walter and I love doing the show, and we would really appreciate whatever support you can give us. Enjoy the show, everybody, and go plug yourself. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. The one guy we saw at 77 Montreal doing like an ironic, hilarious sound check was great though. Who's that? I don't know, but at one point there was like a foot, there was like a band on, and we could like hear. The oh guy yeah, doing yeah, yeah. It was like a quiet point stage. of one band, and then just you yeah, heard another guy. He's like full blown sound <laughs> check. <laughs> Steve, 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 a skeleton. Uh, Steve, Steve. What's going on, Walter? Hey, hey, buddy. How many Steves did you get in there? I probably got enough. I got enough. <laughs> Just enough Steves that that's a great opener. Oh, boy. We are. So JFL is done. JFL is done. I survived again. 77 Montreal is done. Heavy Montreal is done. Fantasia finishes now. Now. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Closing film. Did you hear? I got a few dates in. Did office. you see the closing film? Have you, have you paid attention to Fantasia? Do you, do you follow Fantasia? Almost, on, almost no. not even a little bit. What's the closing Yeah, film? yeah. The closing film is a movie called Mandy. Mandy. And oh, I know. With the, with yeah, this, with the, yeah. It's the Nicholas When is K- that? Uh, I want to say Wednesday. Nicholas Cage. Do you think yeah. I can sneak in? I don't know. It's tough. The closing films are hard to get in, no out? matter what. And yeah, yeah. It sold out like day one. You sure? Yeah, very sure. We'll see about that. Yeah. I'll see about that, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's this movie Mandy, and it's just it looks like it's Nicholas Cage, who was like, I would like to go crazier than I did in Wicker yeah. Man. Yeah. Like it's Nicholas just, Cage in full blown like Nick, crazy Nicholas Cage. Yeah. But what's I the, like that? Give me like a two so sentence premise. The the, the premise is that like uh he lives in the mountains That's and a cult sentence. gets excited. I said and. Oh, a cult gets excited. And a cult gets like excited and obsessed with his wife, and then he is wants his wife, not his daughter. Man, I don't know. Oh, I, I think it's I, I think it's his wife. I thought it was a father daughter thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, <coughs> it looks and it's all shot with like these crazy Dario Argento colors, and he oh, makes cool. like a big swinging axe thing, and there's like a leather pinhead situation chasing him. It looks oh shit, bad shit. Let's go. Let's that do it. Cool. Not, I'm Forget convinced. this podcast. We're going there. Our guest today. Walter is very excited about the film Mandy. Yeah, he was like, did not that's know. That's why it, I came here, man. <laughs> I was like, didn't know it existed two minutes ago, and now you're like, I want to see it. The first time you're on this nonsense. Yeah. Oh, perfect. This we've been nonsense. doing this. We've been doing this for so long. I, 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 I just see that we've had everybody. I like how on. you just jumped into it too. You're just like, okay, ready, Steve, 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 Steve. and then so we're, reco- we're going. Yeah, we're so many of our episodes start with Walter saying Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be, time it'd, I shoot. It'd be, it'd be funnier if it wasn't just you know just the plain Steve, truth. Steve. Today's guest is Steve. Steve. Steve, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Keep Griffin. Johnny Griffin. Steve, Johnny Griffin. A.K.A. The, the, Steve. A.K.A. Steve. The, the John and John Jacob Magistry? Kinda, I guess. You, but there's no Jacob and there's no Magistry? Uh, no, John Jacob's my name. Oh, shit. Yeah. Jacob's your actual, is your middle name? Yeah. Yeah. Walter. Walter you, you're, yours Walter? too? No. No, I have a Joseph middle name. But you named your child. Jacob. That's true. That's my kid's name. <laughs> really? I almost <laughs> forgot. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I was I a, like, buddy. I have a seven-month-old, and his name is uh, Congratulations. Didn't you, aren't you, don't you have your child on your album cover with you? No. No, no that's, that's not you? That's not my child. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't that, child is That's that? a child that we just found that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of the agency child. It's a good photo. It looks like Steve. Is it? 
Really? <laughs> you look very comfortable with the child. I, like, I felt like it could have been. Do you, do you have children? Johnny? No, I don't. Do you, I don't. Would you like to have children? Someday? I would. One day, yeah. Yeah. One day. Yeah. I'm so, there now. You're, I know. Yeah. That's a big step. Yeah, whether I like it or not, you know? Like, yeah, you got to deal with, you know, just you got to do what you got to do. situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to unpack that a little bit? <laughs> Today's guest is uh, Johnny Griffin from John Jacob Magistrate. Right. Uh, which is um, it's crazy that I really seriously I thought that like, you'd been on before or something. No. But then we had the Planets matches on last week, and we I thought we had had them on before. Yeah. So I did in my mind we've had every living Lots. Montrealer <laughs> on this podcast, on but this is apparently not true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I've known you kind of we've known each other sort of yeah. parties at DG from around for a little yeah. bit. I've been living in DG for like ten years, mm-hmm. and uh, and my wife mentioned that she's, she's like oh. She's like, I was like, I was like, we got John Jacob Magic on today. She's like, that's cool. She's like, I remember when I used to see them at uh, the old uh, Honey Martin. Honey Martin. Honey when I would like, she'd get like, a, get like a cider and like sketch and like, oh yeah, for like sure. Johnny and stuff. Who's your wife? Uh, Kat Raz, Catherine Raz Tennis. She's a brother Kat of uh, Chris Raz and if Nick I knew, Raz I, from the thing. I'm yeah, from that thing. From the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm the terrible bands, with names, but if Bicasa I saw her, I'm sure the, I would know her. Yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick Raz sure and B Casa. Chris Raz is in. If, especially if she was drawing. Because it's a small place, and if people are drawing, I'm yeah. Usually... And the Raz, the Raz kids are like NDG lifers too. Like they they grew up in NDG. And I thought there was like some kind of crossover. The Raz kids, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Raz, Nick Raz. I, th- I really thought there was oh, a yeah, crossover wait a sec. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know these people. Yeah, I know. Th- <laughs> I know these people. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, if if you don't know them like directly, I said, guarantee you, if they walked in, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I for sure, know for that sure. Guy. Yeah. So are you you're an NDG? Were you are you an NDG for yeah. life? Kid, born and raised. I was. Uh, I have a weird uh i've moved a lot in my life ndg has been one of the places that i've lived probably the most cool in no that's not true that was a lie <laughs> i lived in uh the west island more okay i went to school in the west island but i started off in ndg went to school in the west island and then moved around a bit and then came back to ndg when right. i was like 20 cool right so ndg is your but like your home base. Yeah. Did you guys do? That's, did you guys do my a, is. a pre-interview at all? I know we just talked about uh, Oshiaga and what stage they're playing on and the layout of the thing. But then, yeah, then we just we set just it up. talked about if it was going to be the same layout as right. last, as last year. year. And I don't think so. I think it's the big stages are back to back. Anyway, who knows? I'm asking you about the pre-interview because sometimes Keith or I ask if there's any questions that we shouldn't like get into or anything with the, with the guests or anything. Who, but which? I, um, uh, but name uh, bands that you hate. That you hate Montreal. right now. That, no, you just just that I hate. No, no, no. No, you don't have to. You don't have to air on the air. <laughs> but no, because Keith is asking all these questions about NDG, and I, I, I kind of knew that you're like NDG through and through. Well, at least I mean, at least now. But and plus, like you, you have a family name that's a little bit synonymous with with the West End of Montreal and, sure. and NDG, right? A lot of there's a lot of stuff, uh, colorful, colorful, call uh, colorful legends, legends and rumors, rumors, and innuendo. things like is the, that. Is the town Assertion? named after your family? Like no, the Griffin Town. No. Are you no. sure? No. <laughs> he, has, he, has, he has no actual idea. I don't, but I'm just like I'm like, I don't what think else is it, it is though. For? I think I looked it up a couple of times, or I can't really remember. But I don't. I I would remember if if it said that it was. If it was like conclusively. Like, Let's put it yeah, this way. I'll, how about I'll phrase the question this way? Yeah, please. <laughs> what are some of the, What are some of the stories <laughs> that that semi-drunk old Irish guys try to? get out of you or try to like shove upon you or falsely impose falsely upon attribute you in to bars the Griffins? and stuff and because like you're I'm trying to coax this out organically and like okay in, you're in trying school, to talk about school keith on a little bit of like the oh, montreal buddy. montreal history here Thanks, the, but. <laughs> what? no no pre no pre-interview <laughs> no advance in no for me. that's how he's well he, asking you if you're ndg jesus lord keith you don't even know who you're talking to you me. could say know. that um my family has been um 
or is a kind of it, there's been stories that have developed around um, lore lore yeah it's lore because a lot of the people that I talk to that are like, hey, you know, I know your family, but they yeah. don't know that they're talking or who they're talking. They no, don't know, I know. Uh, that Which I'm in the really family. must be really frustrating, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's not really frustrating. Uh, it used to be frustrating when I was younger and I was a bit more pissed off. Yeah. And then I, I'd be, you know, um, let's just say a bit more quick to be upset yes. at certain things. Yes, yes. That Then, then I would kind of get into it. But now I'm, now I'm kind of like, oh, this is just – it's so – it's been so long that yeah. it's been happening. Yeah. That when people do it now, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, you obviously just don't know <laughs> yeah. anything. Which is why I always kind of like sort of tiptoeing around it and like sort of like trying it's, to it's good. ease into it gently. And I mean, that's going to be part of the narrative, so I expect that kind of question. But it's interesting because I never even talked about it. So, like, that it's kind of like the yeah. family, you know, people say the mafia, they talk about my family being involved in crime. I mean, my dad's in jail, right? But uh, he was wrongly convicted, and there's a bunch of bullshit that I'm actually. Am I allowed to swear on this? Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's a it's lot the of the internet. Right. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm actually doing now for like Innocence Canada, mm-hmm. um, because they deal a lot with the wrongfully convicted, and they've. I think they've won 21 cases, so they've won all of the cases that they've ever taken oh, on. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And they've decided to take on my dad's case. And, you know... Like, so I'm sure they don't, like... They, they don't they just don't, take they don't, on Exactly. They don't case. just, like, take someone, like, oh, they're wrongfully convicted. They, like, they took a look at the case. They're like, oh, there's some, there's some problems here. Yeah, they exactly. They need to be, like, we need to bring this back up. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, Exactly. So, yeah. The, and it's... Actually, this is good that I'm talking about because it's the first time that I'm talking about it. Mm. So, it's actually good because I can kind of clear the air on a lot of things. And um, the first thing I think is that is journalism and how the family's been depicted through right. that. Yeah. Because there's been books that have been written. There's mm-hmm. been people that write, you know, articles. There's people in the Gazette yeah. that write certain things. And um, it's just very um, stale, very untrue when it comes to knowing people. Okay. Because you're not really talking about people. No. You're talking about a story and the the person that you're talking about you've never met. Oh, you've yeah. never met. Yeah. So... Like Bob Dylan said in that interview, I think, with that guy from Time Life magazine. Mm-hmm. It was an interview when he was like, Bob Dylan was like 19 or 20. Yeah. And he was talking to the guy, and he's like, don't you understand that your article could never be good? Yeah. He was like chewing this guy out, right? <laughs> and he's right. Yeah. Because you're writing about stuff that you have no idea about, and you're just going, okay, this guy is the bad guy. So I'm going to put this picture of him where he looks like he's, you know, he's, it's a really terrible picture of the guy. Yeah, yeah. After he got arrested or if whatever kind of picture, and then it's like, here's the guy that everybody should be, you know, and that affects that affects the family. Cause yeah, for sure. That's someone that I love. That's my father. And then there's a bunch of other things like when my my uncle was killed. Um, that's something where that's a person. That's a that was that's a real person in my life, and. When people are talking about it, like you were saying, in a bar, when someone comes up to you and they're just like, hey, and they're talking about it as if it's like the best part in a movie they just saw. It's like, dude, this is actually a real person. And it's that, I think, is a a huge thing because we're all lazy to a certain extent and we we, there's so much information coming at us. So it's really not people's fault 
Mm-hmm. Which is why I kind of got a bit less upset about the whole thing yeah. because now you can't really blame people. They they feel excited about a little anecdote. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to relate to you, mm-hmm. so they're like saying it. Yeah. But yeah, so th- that's little, that. Yeah. It's a little cringy. Well, yeah. No, for sure. Like there, there's a. There's I'm like, sorry, I made this super dark. On the top. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't. Walter I didn't, brought it down. Yeah, yes, I, you did this. Man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I tried to. I tried. <laughs> we were just talking about why. No, did but there's you do there's this? a. What about the Steve talk after this? Yeah, yeah. There's a um, there's like a there's a thing that that I read about where they. Uh, like the humans have like a like a finite capacity for like true empathy, and it's like related to like forty to fifty people or something. Oh like yeah, you, totally. You only that. really care. I even think that's too many. Yeah, it seems like a high number. For no, me. I know, but there's like your close circle, and then it's better because they, they kind of figured it out that like you can you can understand and like they that encompasses your neighbors and stuff, which is people you care about without necessarily knowing. Like you wouldn't go up to. I mean, you might now, but like in the olden times when you actually knew your neighbors, you wouldn't. <laughs> it's you wouldn't. always the olden times. The olden I'm picturing day. Upper Canada I'm Village. I'm like the olden days. Yeah, no, exactly. but you know what I mean? I, was like, I think that people had a closer relationship with I'm eating rock like candy. Seven, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you the, the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's eating the okay, rock listen, candy. Listen, you go There's to Upper Canada Village. There's a horse over there. butter. Yeah, exactly. Fresh butter, the, the really hot, warm bread. Really hot, warm hot bread. bread. That was the best part. That was the best part. Upper Canada. Rock candy in the gift shop. Exactly. Greatest field trip day of the year. Fucking took three hours to that's for sure the best place. part of the year Fucking but yeah me. and that's it so you, when anybody outside of that circle you're just your head doesn't even it doesn't even get on straight you know like no. i mean like you see it even uh, i think anybody who's had like uh like my mom passed away four years ago and it's like just people coming up I'm to you at the funeral that. and they're like you're, you're you're like you don't know i haven't t- spoken to you ever right like i'm like you don't know me or anything and it's like really weird if someone's trying to like connect. so imagine that feeling but right? then like fuck but then like times like but also it's like so your mom's become this figure who's yeah. been written about in the news or whatever yeah and then someone's just like like hey man like how did you feel when like the say like your mom was killed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you? How did that like feel? That must have been like crazy when that. And then they start going into detail Ugh. about it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, that to it's me the cringe factor. Well, that's a lot more. That's a lot more fucked up. Yeah, to yeah. me, then it's like, <clears throat> you know, like I was just writing a. We had to. I had to write a, a letter mm. that's uh, for my dad about. I think it's to a judge because he's about him getting an appeal now. Right, because they, they, they need to accept the appeal to like push yeah. him forward in court. Yeah, so yeah. I had to write about him and like what he means to me and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I kind of was going into um, – because you know, th- to keep him in prison, he would have to be a danger to society. Mm. So I was saying like, okay, danger to society. To me, like the incapacity to relate to other people, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Because in a society, it's – it's a collection of people. Yeah. That's what a society is. It's like, can we get along and can these rules and can this order that we've agreed on, yeah. you know, sustain and, and we can all flourish and we can all, you know, love each other and be prosperous in this fucking situation we yeah, find yeah, ourselves yeah. in society, right? So if a person can't relate like a person that's being taking a piece of news, making up their mind because they're lazy, and then going up and talking to somebody with no empathy, just like an interest, the same interest they'd have in fucking Batman. It's like, dude. It's a morbid curiosity a little bit. Well, we all have that, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. come on, man. Some it's people like, can like, sh- like turn it off and be well, appropriate and about like, it. Yeah, like the other thing, I mean, like your, yes. your, your father, as you said, was like wrongfully accused or whatever, but yeah. it's like... Wrongfully convicted. Wrongfully convicted. I said wrongfully accused. He's spent. Uh, yeah, he's in jail, right? Yeah, so. he's in jail. He's been in jail since I'm 16. I'm Jesus. 32. But Jesus. but that's what I'm saying. So like, but to most people, like 
it's just like a headline in a news story, and you're like, for sure. and you're like, they're not thinking about like any fucking good. But it'll never like, change because yeah. it, like, to me, like, now I shouldn't say never because I like to have a hopeful outlook on things that never change. But, um, you, you, like, like you were just saying, Walter, there's a morbid curiosity. We all have that. We're human yeah. beings. We have certain things. It's mm-hmm. just, I think, it's our inability to maybe see or admit certain things that we deem are bad qualities. Mm-hmm. So we, we're hiding all of this, which in turn actually makes us shitty people. Because if you're hiding that much shit, I know I'm being really vague right now. This is probably really bad because I'm being recorded. But it's like... <laughs> um, it's fine. It's just, it just comes off as artistic. Yeah. It does. <laughs> he knows a lot. It's really... Well, what is he saying? Think you <laughs> I don't understand. It sounds... I'm into, I'm into where this is going. Even anyway, I'm getting nowhere. off track here. You guys got to guide me, man. I'm saying yeah, no, that's no, fine. No, no. This is, I, I, again, I take full responsibility yeah. for, uh, for... I'm going to de- start... De- Walter was like, derailing was like the let me school here. you in a little, and a little then, thing called interviewing. Yeah. <laughs> it was gonna be, I, actually, I was going to say Montreal history. Montreal history. Not interviewing. Right, right. That would have been obnoxious if I said interviewing. Yep. Although... Still true, but I don't think I would have said it as literally. <laughs> um, Actually, you know what's interesting about that? Just to, sure. I, I did just get a part in a movie, or I think it might be a TV show, yeah. and it's directed by the same guy that's doing Vikings. Oh, yeah. oh. And it's being shot soon, and I'm actually playing somebody that's supposed to be from Montreal in really? the Irish um, that's neat. gangster. So that's... You do you do a lot of acting? or Bit of a full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, do, do you do a lot of acting? or I... I I'd like to do more acting. I started acting when I was 13. 13, really? No yeah, shit. Because yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean... I was in some stuff with L.A. L.A. and Mercedes? Merce- yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. I was in, Oce- uh, what's it, I was going to say Oceaga. Was I was in 12. Um, oh, Agoki. No. Agoki, Agoki Nights. Nights. You were in that? I was in that. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> how, how did L.A. rope you into doing that? I was just, oh, well, I was friends. I would go to, I would go to the, um, the, the improv yeah, okay. on, on Sundays. So you, you did that too? Yeah. Oh, so cool. he just asked me to be do you, do you remember remember Alain's Agoki Nights trilogy? It was a it was a tr- it was a trilogy. Well he did it as a play as well, but he had a short film. He guess he had a film. This is the tree planting thing? It's the tree planting thing. Oh, it's the tree planting. It's the tree planting. It is very much the tree planting thing. That's that's like literally like we we had Alain on maybe like a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> he's, he's like the J.R.R. Tolkien of like fucking tree planting. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. and that's 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 what it, whenever whenever he talks about any project, I'm like, it's like is this it is about the fucking tree planting? I wrote again? this. I was like, I traveled. I traveled. Like out everything west. he writes is about tree somehow planting. somehow relates yeah, back. I, to I traveled out west and planted trees, and then I wrote a. Trilogy. But it's not out west. It's somewhere on. Ontario, right? I love that. Like, yeah. Right? yeah like, where's Ontario from us? Jesus, Keith. West. West. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything west of Quebec so like, is and, that and west. Like, and now are you like in the acting union and stuff like that? And yeah, like, I'm in the whole... Because like, I mean, not to be weird about it, but I'm, I'm sure you've always been a good-looking guy and a good-looking youngster teen. That's man. weird, man. When yeah, you said youngster. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah youngster. Then, well, like, and then you when you said good-looking youngster. youngster teen, man. Yeah, I was like, not only... <laughs> I said <laughs> these words in progression. Good-looking youngster. Before that, it was I caught myself saying youngster, and then I said teen, comma, man. Good-looking youngster teen, man. Youngster, Because I was like, youngster, youngster, like you're... You're not to be weird. Yeah. I was like, you're now 30. So like youngster, I was like, oh, it could be like twenty, twenty-one. You're like teen, teen man, man. <laughs> youngster, teen, teen wolf man. <laughs> but seriously though, I bet y'all have been pretty good looking. Right? <laughs> seriously, though, you're good looking. Kid, you, you, know, you covered well. up with the with the, 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 the like, longish hair and like the. You know, you know, I tried to look crazy. Are you What's threatened? that? Because he's got the longish hair and the facial hair. No. 
Okay. This is a competition, obviously. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like I'm in a competition. I L- listen, man. If I were ca- if I was casting a like, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. If there's a competition, <laughs> I've won it already. Yeah, no, right. that's for sure, first, man. First, a hair. You got a better beard though. If you grew out your beard, it might be your beard because mine's kind of thin. Yours, you get a beard. Yeah. If I, I, were, got if you I were, beard. if I were casting dude hanging out in front of grumpies. You guys could both be. Oh yeah, you well, guys could both done be in that. The running. I think yeah, a couple yeah. times. I've done that a bunch of times. <laughs> Never got paid a thing. Yeah, yeah. and just just gave the bar money like a yeah. fool. Uh, <clears throat> and like, and how much? So how much like acting work do you do these days? I guess on here that was for a really the band, and you're like, tell me about your acting work. Hey, we're here. You know, we're getting to it organically, <laughs> brother. You can tell me about it. Do you want a drink, Walter? Was that? Want another drink? Uh, I drove here, so maybe not. I don't know. John, you want, you want a drink? Yeah, what are you drinking? Drink. I'll have a beer if you're going to. I'll I'm going to grab a beer. That's I'll yeah, please. Yeah, thanks, man. You do TV stuff, movie stuff. I was di- I did I did a bunch of uh, TV when I was younger, like crappy. Uh, I shouldn't say crappy. Maybe yeah, crappy is crappy. Crappy. Uh, so many Canadian like uh, like TV TV so, like what? but like, that paid me, 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 me pretty well. Credit. Give me credit. I was in a show called Mental Block. I remember Mental Block? It was on YTV. I was in the brain. I was one of the guys in the brain. Mental Block. Check it out. I don't man. think I ever watched it, but I remember like I remember. I was in Never Ending Story. Oh wow! The t- like the series. The series. Ooh. The Hallmark series. Ooh. Was that that was a Canadian production? Obviously, that's a Canadian production. production. Oh no! Actually, no. I think it might have been German. German Canadian co-production. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And how was? How did you enjoy that? Like as a, as a teenager, like how did you enjoy acting? Like when you were I younger, loved it. You, you, yeah, you were. Dying. I st- I still love it. I just feel like I need to to get into it more. Right. Right. And and then so like from from doing like acting and so when did you, when when did the music can start? When when did the the music? This is the natural segue. This is the you keep because he's here getting. Injured. I'm on the. When did the like? When did you start playing? Did you have you always played music or? I started playing music when I was. Uh, I always lo- loved music. I grew up uh, like uh, my, when my mom was driving on the highway with us. She'd always be like, "Who is this?" You know, she'd do like kind oh, of trivia little, quizzes. Yeah, trivia quiz, that's cool. Yeah, I, which I loved. Yeah, I love trivia. Um, uh, yeah, no, I start. I started playing music when I was fourteen. I uh, met a guy named Scott Potter, who's still my friend today. I just went to his wedding the other the other day, actually. Cool. Um, very nice wedding. And very nice woman that he married, Michelle. Shout out to Scott and Michelle. Um, yeah, so I met him. We started skateboarding together. He played guitar. He listened to punk music. I would go to his house all the time. He's my best friend through high school, like I said. So Cool. Yeah, and I just started playing. Uh, I bought his old guitar for like 60 or 40 bucks. And then I was playing that an electric guitar in my room for like with no amp for years and just kind of playing. Yeah. I just, I guess I, I fell in love with it. I would stay in my room for hours and hours, forget to eat, just like playing every day without lessons or anybody telling me that I should do it. I just wanted to yeah. do it. So you kind of figure things out for yourself? Yeah. Mainly self-talk? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're like, fuck, I, lost, I, had, a, I had a good question. I, I just lost it. Uh, think of something else. That's Forget fine. It. I, will, I will. Let it go. <laughs> so, and then, and then, you know, I think I, I, I think I knew, I knew of you as a performer, uh, as a, you know, guy that did gigs as a musician, but pre John Jacob Magistry. So, like, I knew of you. You did a lot of like bar shows, a lot of. Yeah. How would you describe your music career pre John Jacob Magistry? I was just playing in pubs. Yeah. I was playing cover songs in pubs that I just started. I met. Tony, who's the drummer now, at a at a when I used to sell drugs back in my youth, sure, of nineteen or twenty, I okay. was met, I met him at uh, an open mic, uh-huh. and um, whatever I brought 
I just played – actually, here at Grumpy's, where we are now, that's one of the first open mics. That's, like, kind of where I cut my teeth right. and started playing acoustic guitar because before I used to play punk and only play loud right. and electric. And then when I, I was like, I can't play punk by myself and at an open mic, so I started – Doing more singer-songwriter stuff. Am I swaying from the question? What was your question? No, I like, I like, I like where you're going on, yeah. this, on this narrative. So keep, keep going on okay. this whole train of thought. We're into the early, we're into the... the <laughs> Come the on, early, man. Don't do me my train John of thought. Jacob Magistry deal. La, here, Honey Martin's, so. Grumpies. So just, he's doing shows and he's met people. And he's, Thank he's you. Getting Cheers, hooked buddy. up. It's not a Guinness, but... Oh, sh- did you say Guinness? Yeah. Uh, I said I'm grabbing you're a beer. You're a bad waiter, man. I'm screwed up. <laughs> my bad. Cheers, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying... <laughs> Mm. Interview is over. This interview is done. <laughs> I um, how did I start playing? Yeah, when did I start playing? Um, you were past. Oh yeah, I met Tony. Old, yeah. No, I started segueing. My brain's yeah, like we, that. We got, I always got 19, fucking twenty years old. I think. We got yeah, yeah, right. That. I met Tony, and um, oh yeah, playing in bars. That's sure. where. Yeah, I met Tony at an open mic. Tony was playing at Honey Martin's, which my family owns in NDG, mm-hmm. with his band called the Shit Man. Do you remember what they were called? The Revealers. They were called The Revealers, and they would just play. They're a cover band, and they played. Yeah. And uh, s- then I started playing with Tony, and we started playing there uh, at Honey's every week. And I-, I took over the night from Shane Murphy. I don't know if you know Shane Murphy. Uh, yeah, I, been, on, yeah Shane, been on the show. Been on the podcast, yeah. I see, see Shane okay. around, yeah. yeah Perfect. Mitch Melnick. Right, right. Mitch yeah. Melnick has not been Shane, on the show. Shane though. and Mitch. We got to get, sh- get Mitch we on. We should get Mitch on. Yeah, yeah you yeah. should get Hook Mitch. it up. Hook it up next time. Yeah. I'm going to see him tomorrow, actually. Shane and I sort of, kind of, a little bit work together next door at the. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's here. right. Yeah, he was bartending, right? I, I, I and you were doing the, the comedy room upstairs. Yeah, upstairs, yeah. The, the yeah, burnt so out husk of an establishment. The brief, the brief period of time where we sort of, kind of work yeah. together. <laughs> it had to happen eventually. I that think. the place like, burned down. No, that I would work <laughs> with Shane. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> I, was, I was like the burnt out husk. Like had to happen eventually. I was like, I mean, well, the place it's an had old. To burn down. It's an old building. The places burned down, right? Places burned. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I met Tony. We started playing the the pub. It just kind of happened because I needed money. Tony was there. I liked playing music. I needed to get some experience. My uncle was ni- nice enough to hire me and let me play, even though I didn't really have any experience doing that. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of... That's how you get experience real fast. Exactly. Right? Is by like... Yeah, yeah I played there for... Like getting to play in a bar like right away. Exactly, yeah. So I played there for years and then... Uh, I still like when you when you started off. Were you were you just doing covers, or did like how quickly did you like start throwing? And you're like, I would like to write some music. Well, at first I just had a night like on. It was a Sunday day gig. Okay. So like nobody was really there, and I'd play my acoustic guitar and I'd play some of my stuff and some. Okay. So I didn't know many cover songs. I never learned cover songs. The only songs that I knew were songs that I wrote mostly. Okay. And then like punk songs. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and th- does your family just uh, curiosity? Do they own Kavanaugh next door too? The uh, yeah, the the, the yeah. building. The, do we? Ka- Kavanaugh's is like a. It's Kavanaugh moved to oh, Demesne. No. When did that happen? Oh, cool! I, I didn't even I didn't even know that happened. They have an internet store too. Oh, really? Yeah. Bought a pair of uh, my only pair of cowboy boots I ever bought. I bought from Kavanaugh. Do cool. who? Which, who is the <laughs> owner of Kavanaugh's? Yeah. Nice. yeah. Which one's the owner of Kavanaugh's? Like, who's the... Bo and Leo Bo Kavanaugh. Bo and Leo. Yeah. And who's the one who's about my size? Bo. Bo? Because I, like... But maybe, maybe oh. most of the, both of them are about yeah, your Anyway, size. Either, either way, sometimes I would go... Maybe... <laughs> I don't know which one it was, but, like, whenever I went into Kavanaugh's and I saw one of them, like, wearing badass clothes, and I was like, for sure, 
that could have been for sale if you weren't the same size as me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and how to, and like I was like, like wearing like a dope jacket and I was like, mm, this would be for sale. If you, if you were like a very tall man or whatever, I was like, this would be well, on the rack. Well, you should ask him, man. He might have sold it to you. Maybe. I should have been. You know? I, should, I should have just manned yeah. up and be like, hey, can I bu- literally buy the jacket yeah, yeah. you're wearing? Is yeah. that a thing that I could buy? Well, you just put on another one. Yeah, I know, for sure. The place is full of clothes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But I was like, there's like a number of times in Kavanaugh's where I was like, I want the, I want the, the thing you're wearing. I want the and thing you just the kept it inside. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it, I should have so. just manned up and been like, I would like that. There you go. <laughs> so the bit of the pub background, you're, or the bit of the punk background, you guys, you've done some punk stuff. You've written your own material. You're playing in the bar a lot. How does then sort of John Jacob Magistry sort of come together? And, and included in that question is how do you know? It's a, well, pretty, it's a pretty distinctive sound. It's a pretty distinctive sound. Yeah. And how are all those things kind of decided? And how does that happen? Like, I um, write it. I write it. Uh, I really I don't know how it happens. I think it's influence from the people that you're around because Montreal has a bit of a scene going on and I moved to the Mile End that's kind of where John Jacob Magistry started and uh, I was playing with the John in the Franklin Electric for a bit oh cool you were with the Franklin Electric yeah yeah oh, yeah oh cool I was kind of in the beginnings of that with John John would play trumpet for me at just my gigs that I was it was kind of more folk right. stuff and I was writing singer songwriter stuff anyway um, so started that with John and then um st- how did all that stuff is the question. How did all that come together? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, the music that you're listening to at the time, the people who are around you that are playing, and then and then other stuff that I don't really know about. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, one of the things about, like, just listening to your guys' stuff is that you're, like like Walter said, it's kind of a distinct sound, but also you have, like, you, you it's would not, other than saying singer-songwriter, which I think is, like, kind of a catch-all yeah. these days, it's not really, like, a genre. doesn't mean anything. It's, like, producer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. It's just sort of, you're like, yeah, I, I, I sing and I write my own songs. And guess what? I write my own songs. <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, in pop music is not necessarily. No. But, no, but I'm just saying, but, like, you wouldn't necessarily be able to, like, pin, uh, like, an easy genre down, I don't think, on any of your music. Like, you guys kind of go. Well, I would say, like, it's, like, rock or alternative music. Yeah, like an, like an indie alternative but I'm going different ways. There's a lot yeah. of things that I want to do that I feel like I've yet to do. Okay. And there's a lot of things that I, you know, you learn from the past and lots of shit you hate that you did because that's what artists sure. do. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, um, you can't help but like hate some of your old stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, because you're yeah, like over it. Yeah. And you're done. But uh, no, at the same time, you do find things, you know, that are old that you rehash and you find the beauty and stuff and maybe you want to redo it, which I'm doing to a couple of my songs now, but. What was the question, man? I feel like I'm getting off. Doesn't matter. When did the band Doesn't come matter. together? <laughs> Thank you. As we know it. When did like when did when John Jacob Street come together? The way that it is now? Yeah, sure. Uh the way that it is now is very recent. It's probably within the year. Okay, but I mean so So the whole band. Two thousand fifteen. There it is. Or two thousand fourteen. <laughs> two thousand fourteen. And when did you start getting like was it the same year that you started getting like airplay on Shome and stuff like that? Yeah. Or? Because like I feel like at this point now. Like that, that sounds about right because like I feel like I've been hearing you guys like I only ever have Shome on in the radio and stuff pretty much I, and I I feel like I've been hearing you guys on Shome for like yeah easy like four or five years now yeah yeah um, and so you're, so you're saying like right around the time that you guys came together as a band almost like you, you started getting like your stuff well on Montreal's Shome. small right everybody knows each other right Bilal was coming to see me play in the Irish pubs and uh, the Franklin was already playing on the radio cool so I was yeah. backstage one time at Oceaga and I saw. Um, What's um shit, man? I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Who 
Picard. Oh, sure, oh, yeah. yeah. I saw Picard. Yeah, yeah. I saw Picard backstage. Picard. Yeah, and then someone pointed him out to me. He's like, that's the guy. That's the guy that, you know, chooses music Makes for the calls, yeah. Yeah, so I just went up to him, and I was like, hey, what's up? I want to be on Shom. Can you play my stuff? Walter, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that exact, you know, <laughs> that exact bit. But, I mean, and he, what happened? What happened? What did he They're say? like, are you guys musicians? Then no, I put him a in a headlock, and, and I was like, do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I said I want to be on show. Listen to these words. <laughs> no, I I met him. It was very like kind of short. He was leaving actually. I think he had to get back to his family. Sure, sure yeah. And so he was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, very, whatever. Sounds very uh, severe. He has to get back to his family. They were being held captive. <laughs> did, you did, did you just send <laughs> well, him like, demos and stuff after that? Did you have to send him tapes or what? Or I like, think I might have had like, something like, on said Walter sometime in 1987. <laughs> just, just send, send him, him some demos. Just send him a cassette. Put a cassette in Did you get a tape into him? Tape of yourself. Yeah. Playing the song. Yeah, no, I think I might have had a demo, maybe not. But later on, um, we got a demo to him somehow, yeah. and then he liked it, so he decided to play it. And that was that's it. crazy. Were you guys like represented at the time? Or no, on a label we're still or not. We're totally indie. We do. We me and Joey. Joey does most of the emails and does a lot of the social media and stuff. And I have to get on that. <laughs> Joey's thankless task. It's a thankless task, Joey. I, I, it is a thankless task. Joey does a bunch of stuff that I would have never been able to do. Are you guys on a label at all? What? No label? No label, no. Interesting. That's There's cool. a lot of things that also that... Uh, you guys are indie as fuck. We're indie yeah. as fuck. <laughs> that was, yeah. uh, like, we had uh, <clears throat> last year's Oceaga, we talked to a band called Men I Trust. Yeah, Men and I they, Trust. And they do that exact same thing. They go, like, they write and direct They're their own... They're good man, too. They write and direct their own music videos, and, like, Emma does the makeup in their videos. Did and the like, same thing. I just directed the last music yeah, video. Yeah, and that's Harmony. it. And they were just sort of like, like if you have the skill set, it's like... You can develop it too, man. Yeah. If you're if you're like, okay, how are we gonna do this? What do we need? Oh yeah, money. We don't have any money. So then you're just like, here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. But why does it? Not, and this is not a kiss ass question. I promise. This is gonna sound like a kiss ass question. I'm ready. But for if a you guys you guys don't have money and you, you say you're not a label or anything, then why do why do your like singles and stuff that I hear on show sound like just as good as anything? You, because uh, we save you know, up and the songs and the people that are doing them are good. Yeah. yeah you it's do good. Like the, 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 it's like, the Robert Rodriguez thing. The production quality is really is really. <laughs> but good now I can even I've, I just got a, a place uh, in Griffintown mm-hmm. where I coincidence. Can, uh, <laughs> of my family's <laughs> town. The town that my family <laughs> <The> town built. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a place there that's just, uh, whatever, just a jam space. But then I was like, oh, no, I could record stuff here. Because yeah, a lot right. of the Harmony, the last EP, I did in, like, uh, a basement of the place yeah. I was staying. So I've learned just, you know, along the way, I've learned, you know, different Ableton and different. Yeah, like, well, like they're like, I mean, that like just because I want to do it by myself. Yeah, well, and I that's that's the I mean, it's it. the Robert Rodriguez thing, right? Like, I don't know if you if you know Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. I, I know on but a local level. I mean, you, you know, do you know? Uh, you used to hang out with like Nick, Nick DiClaudio and stuff, Mons Blonds. Yeah, 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 yeah. You remind me like a lot, of, like not an Italian. Yeah, yeah. Nick DiClaudio. Yeah, like, like this. The a lot of what the is stuff this? that what is I this tangent, buddy? Yeah, no, you just remind me a lot. Like talking to you, it reminds me a lot of talking yeah. to, uh, to, yeah. to Bones, yeah. No, but, yeah. but no, but there's the thing of like where like a lack of money also like teaches you how to make things good without all the money. Like when... You don't when, need money. Yeah, Robert... You don't uh, need that yeah. much money. I shouldn't say you don't need money. Yeah. You don't need that much when money. When they gave Robert Rodriguez for uh, Desperado, they gave him I think like a $30 million budget and he was like, make it 15. 
Yeah. Like like he literally turned down. You need the tension because he was like that. he's like he's like I need that shoestring to like that's inspire fucking, me exactly. to like that's to, the to that's get the creative spice of like, exactly. He's right. like I don't want to like he's like I don't want the solution to be throw money at it. No. I want the solution to come from like that'll a creative. actually make it. That's exactly what happened with the last record when I did Phantom Eye mm. when I did Are You Too Sensitive mm. that record because we won um, I won a songwriting competition mm. and then we got all flown to Ireland and we got. Basically, Jesus. we were staying at the Grouse Lodge. We were staying. When was Michael this? Jackson was just about to move down the street. He passed away, but he was about to move right down the street. So 2009, 2010? Two th- not, th- not when we went. You know, you're talking about just when MJ composition. died, right? When he died. Yeah. When, when did Michael Jackson die? <laughs> I'm just looking at Joey. Fact checker Joey. <laughs> See, this is how much Joey matters in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at him for every I was living in. I'd only been living in NEG for a few months. Are you trying to think? But when did you get your driver's license? Uh, the two, like when I was like 21. So nine years ago. So, so 20, 2009. So I'm like 32. I'm th- what are you born by the way? 86? Uh, yeah. July? January. July. July. Right. <laughs> 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 You've convinced me. <laughs> no, no, I was you, born in July. I was you like, born in January. Yeah, I was okay. like, you oh, make it cool. <laughs> July. I thought you were you trying to inception me there. Yeah, yeah. No. You make a convincing July. argument, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in July. You're right. I was born in July. <laughs> So we're practically twins. But yeah, but then so, <laughs> um, one of the things that I ended up talk like I, I'm sad it wasn't on the podcast that we did with Men I Trust. But I will ask you that question uh, as I mean like you got your John Dick and Magistries kind of getting bigger, and they were at that point. We ended up talking about it after the show of where when you start to get bigger, when you're used to doing everything yourself, like there's going to become at a certain point that time where you need to hand something off. Oh, I'm already doing that. But the thing is, 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 that, is that hard? Is it like, is it tough? No, man. Cause you want to work with other people and other right. people have great. But the thing is, is that I feel like when you're at a certain point, the people around you, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are doing things. There's not a lot of people that are doing it well. <laughs> so if yeah. you're, and a lot of people you're paying to do a bad job. Mm. So it's like, it, you know, I think as you get more notoriety, then you kind of gain, you also gain in value yeah. in a certain sense as a human being in your soul. Oh, and wow. other people Got recognize you. this, of course. I'm talking about intrinsic value. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm you talking know what I mean? about like, com- how you compare to other human beings. Which human <laughs> beings are worth more <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. as people? Yeah, people exactly. who are more valuable. But what's in this briefcase, by the way? Oh, that's just a bunch of guns. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. Next question. It's it's just like there's like this like leather <laughs> no, yeah. attaché. So it's been sitting next to me this whole. <laughs> <laughs> it is just a bunch of guns. <laughs> no. that's, 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 what do we got in there? Scrubs or? He's got books. He's got stamps. Got a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, Holy crap! Oh yeah, laptop. I love that you don't travel with a backpack. Wow, this is travel. fascinating. <laughs> no, I'm buddy, instantly like, so glad that you opened Johnny, this. Johnny, Johnny, Walter has a lot of ADHD. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I see stamps. <laughs> There's a Holy phone crap. charger. I only oh, actually I got like that because a... my uncle kept making fun of me because I was carrying around a knapsack. Yeah. He's like a grown man doesn't wear a knapsack. He's 2018. He's a briefcase. wrong. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. And also, and also, I think there's like a big sort of like. You could tell him that though. I'll I'll leave I it up to you to I tell him. I probably won't. That. No, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just saying there's you know like there's a lot of leeway as to first of all 
what constitutes an adult. And second of all, I mean, like, I have a child. Oh, we're getting and, like, existential. I have a child in a car, and I still wear a backpack. So, I mean, like. Right, right, right. But this is super cool, a, though. Yeah, I got to say, the, 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 the briefcase is very distinguished. It's got People the take me little, much more seriously. little walk situation here. Is this scrubs? Or is this no, just, that's just a jacket. Is it like a jacket? Just, just a color. Jacket. Just the it's color. So, I, was, I, I, was, I thought it was going to be, like, three papers and, like, a box of crackers or something in here. But like, you like thought it was gonna be. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You thought it was Michael Douglas's briefcase from falling down. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Dude, you've seen that film. You see that movie? You no. would love it. Oh, falling down is like a it. great yeah, movie. Okay, I'll yeah. check it out. Falling down. Falling it's uh, down. directed by uh, Joel Schumacher. It's like probably the only good Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah, probably. Like uh, falling down. It's a. It's a bit of a cult classic. Yeah, he's like a. It predicts it predicts like the current pandemic of kind of like mass shootings and like lone wolf killers and shit like and, that and, like, and, and, in the mid nineties because like he just goes crazy like but like but it's like I a think go- that a lot more of that stuff's happening right now it's a, it's that's a, what I'm saying yeah so like, this, the, this movie the, was made in the mid nineties but okay, I'm saying okay. it sort of like kind of it's like predicts it like like the the, the the setup I don't like when people say that predict. Like about things. I'm not saying it even did it intentionally. Like, I think okay, no, 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 I'm not. No, no, I'm not trying I, to. Hey, man, don't say that word. All right, don't intentional. Don't intentionally? No, no, no. <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> Prediction. It, does, it doesn't matter. I was just saying that. Um, oh, I wanted to say that. Um, it's like when people talk about 1984. Yeah, sure, yeah. It's they like, say oh man, this guy is like. A, it's like no, he's just exaggerating what's already happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think if but you're it's, just it's fucking seeing, paying attention, yeah. you can, and you're a good writer like George Orwell well, yeah. Yeah. was, then you can do that shit. And I said, but if I, you're I a really, really good writer, then the shit that you write is like, like transcends the, 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 the present that you're transcends in. Transcends the time. Transcends the time and, and, and is still applicable to, to later generations, yeah. which is what makes those later generations look back on that and be like, oh, he fucking called it, even if he wasn't trying to. Yeah, we're made out of the same shit. Yeah. Like, made yeah, out of no, like, like uh, I'm, uh, to 1984, to that point, I, like, I literally just reread it, like, maybe two, three months ago. And Great book, man. <clears throat> such a good it's book. It's such a good book. And, like, and there's stuff where it's like, like you said, you'd see what's going on and you exaggerate it. But it's, I think it's like being able to just like look at society and see the faults in it and then like crank it up and make it kind of visible. If that but makes also sense. there's a huge human aspect in it. Yeah, for like sure. But like, but like the stuff in 1984 that like that that gets to me. The I'm like, whoa, this is messed up. Is the fact that they're when they're like the global the global scale of the conflict and that there's like an unwritten agreement between the superpowers to never actually like cross that line into full blown war and stuff. And I was like, that's like weird that you had that. Like pre- he wrote, did he write a pre World War Two? What are you specifically talking about? <clears throat> in World War, okay, in 1984, yeah, they talk about there's three global powers that are just engaged in like a perpetual cold war with like a hot war kind of happening vaguely in Africa. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, but and and which is happening now, you know, where it's just sort of like, and it's just like it's a proxy war about not actually their population, and there's just like. All three, admittedly, there's three in 1984 instead of like a couple. Like, I mean, which I mean, I guess would be China. I'd have USA. to refine my my reading on that because I feel like that is also kind of made. What you're talking about is the news that the people are getting, which is no, 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 no. Because no, when they get to the when when he reads the real the real history, yeah. they basically are like describing a Cold War before a Cold War had actually happened in history. Okay, okay. Like, that's what, that's, like... Well, it's you not, just read it, man, so you, yeah. you're the... You're yeah, the no, but, and, now, but yeah. that part <laughs> is, like... And, but you know what I mean? Like, like he, and then, like, it was, it's doubly weird that the Cold War, like, 
happened the most in the 70s and 80s, like 30, 40 years later. But to look at superpowers right. and to be able to like read like, no, this is how superpowers would interact. They wouldn't go straight to war with each other because no, it would be, it'd it'd be, be absurd be and you'd be useless and people would die. But it's like, but just like writing how a global superpower would enter into essentially a cold war with like proxy battles in Africa. And you're like, that takes, like I said, like you s- <laughs> I mean, that's it's, the it's only reason we don't explode ourselves. It's yeah, like, I know. And but China does yeah. have a bunch of stuff in Africa too, by the way. Yeah, you know, like I know. That whole, like Mr. Robot yeah, subplot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's actually not yeah, even it's su- so super crazy. far off. Anyway, I don't know how we anyway, got so here, Anyway, so Falling man. Down. We're still Falling Down. What Michael Douglas. Falling Down with Michael Joel Douglas. Schumacher. It's a guy. That Check it save out. us. Save us, Check Walter. it out. Check the, it out. The setup for Falling Down is basically this dude who has. Forgot that we were even getting back to that. Who has lost his job and just keeps kind of going to work with his little briefcase. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. It's so what were you going to say? I was going to say, falling down I was going to say, like, I was just trying to like get Probably back Joel to Schumacher's the, the chronology of where we were down. In, your, uh, <laughs> in your music career here. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that we were born in the same year. January, in, July. In a J month. In a J month. I mean, to be fair, you have a 30% chance of being and in a J month. I do like J's. Uh, yep. So, um, hey now. All that being said, yeah. So now you. This is this is how many. This is you're you're coming up on Oceaga this this weekend. How many Oceagas? Uh, hang this? on. This is the second one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and but you were pre-party last year, right? <laughs> but you've gone from I guess like sort of like so uh, is it hustling Picard backstage at Oceaga to now being on the Oceaga? Well, stage. I I actually the same thing happened with uh, Nick Farkas because oh Nick, sure Nick Farkas was from at, Greenland. This is actually this is gonna. Well, what's Farkas from? Is it Farkas is the uh, owner of Oceaga. Sure. Or I shouldn't say owner. He's the founder. He's the guy. Yeah. He's the yeah. guy. Yeah. The and man. he was at one of our shows in Shom, the Shom Station. Oh, in the Shom Studio? We were playing with the Bar Brothers. It was us yeah, and the I remember Bar that. Brothers. Yeah, I remember them like plugging that show. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then I saw him. Same kind of thing. Like, hey, that's the guy from yeah. And then you Oceaga. Gave him, gave and gave I him did a the cassette. same thing. I just went up to him and I was like, hey, man, I know that a lot of people are probably – you know, coming up to you, sucking your dick, trying to get on this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I want you said to use that way. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 we were shooting. Yo, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of dudes want to suck your dick. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, we had a we had a bit of a laugh, and then uh, it was a short thing, and then I left, and then a week or two later, we were in New York, and then Joey got a phone call saying that we got the gig. That's amazing. That's yeah. super cool. It's cool though, because like, I feel like I feel like you kind of disarm these people sometimes when you approach them this way, and, and the, that, you've, that you've talked about here, because you you seem largely sincere and not really full of shit. So if like if you were to come up to me and tell me like boom 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 and lay out some points and be like yeah let's do it all well, right I don't see want, I don't see man. why not man well and I mean <laughs> yeah and but, I think, like, well, and but that, without without a lot of pretense and bullshit and just like yeah and, just straight up yeah and I think at the end of the day if you're like if your yeah. demo's crap it'll be like no sorry if your demo's good it'll be no, like and you well, had, why not that's the most important part is that. You know, you say these things, and then but you have the product to back it up, which is cool. Yeah, that's um, very important. <laughs> so we'll we'll come back back around to plug Oshaga and whatever other live shows you have coming up. Right now, we're going to do the five question segment. We have right. five, so it's five three questions. three same questions every every episode. Okay. The fourth question comes from last last the last guest. Yeah, the and then the fifth matters. question. Is, oh yeah, you're getting. We the went planet, over this. You're getting yeah, the planet. Yeah, okay, discussed it. So we, you're getting the planet smashes questions in uh, in a few questions. Okay, but first. Okay. Our first question, number one for you, is... Aliens. Aliens. Robots. Or fire. fire. Just that's, that's it? That's the question. Yep. That's written Aliens, down, robots, or fire, question, question mark. mark. I'd say aliens. Good one. Good that's call. my favorite Good answer. Call. That's yeah. my favorite answer. Well, there's just... God, everyone. Yeah. What's that? Alien, were, you, were, you, were, you, were you into, like, space and aliens and stuff as a kid? 
Like, not really. No, you were not no. a. I was always like, as a kid. I'm interested in, in all that stuff, though, especially stuff that I have no clue about. Right. Yeah. Like, Which, I'm really into if that. If you read up any amount on space, you just, it's. <laughs> makes no sense. It makes it's no so sense. funny to me the sentence read up on read space. Read up on space. Yeah. We went to. I like that. Catch up. No, 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 no. You, you know, read a book. Give you yourself know, an hour and you'll know everything Walter, about space. <laughs> Walter and I found ourselves in Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago. Did we? we oh, were, yeah. We were at the uh, Smithsonian. Yeah, we were checking out the various <laughs> Smithsonians, but you didn't come to Aaron's Space. I didn't with go us. to the Aaron's Space one. You went no. to Life and Time. I went to the pop culture one. Yeah, you went to the culture one. And they had this thing where they talked about like antimatter and then dark matter. Dark matter, yeah. And it was like it just like where it's you're no like the sense. entire yeah, you're like vegetables and then here's some mayonnaise and then over here is my phone. Look over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, like basically where they're like no but they're like they're like the sum total of the observable universe is five percent of reality. It's five percent of the of, of, of and detectable then, mass. Yeah, and it's then very people strange. talking they don't know what the fuck they're talking no, about. No, but in you're my <laughs> opinion. To know, no, that's what I think about that stuff. But this is that's a bones that's a bones quote. They don't know what they're saying. <laughs> no, but it's just like but it's like the, the, the hoops that they need to jump through to make the math of the universe make sense. I'm actually writing a book about this. Oh which nice. is which is don't plug this anyway. Book. No it's that's it's, good. that's a, it's about plug. it's about big leaps. Right. Which is like a and big logic, le- like leaps in logic. Exactly, a big leap is something that people do because they, and a lot of the times they don't know that they're doing it, but it's be- it's to, to make their whole kind of net of uh, logic fit Makes together. Makes sense. Yeah, that's what which dark they do matter for survival. That, like, but it really they're they're taking these leaps over things that. They have no clue about, but they just connect this. It's like jumping over the Grand Canyon. Yeah, like we were talking about like Einstein and Stephen Hawking. So I mean, like yeah. I mean, I feel like I, at least a couple of these guys have a little bit of an. Oh idea yeah, for sure. No, I mean, but but those yeah. blanks. Are I would still have to so explain big. it better in a book. Give me a I chance. Understand. Yeah, I'll, I'll give me the book. I want to see the book. I'll, I'll, <laughs> right. So uh, I'm guessing like 2019, 2020, you're coming on and plugging this book. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. 20 yeah. Done. Done. Yeah, yeah. question number 22. Question number 22. Uh, what is uh, your earliest memory? What's like the earliest thing that pops into your head when you think back to being I a remember kid? Um, besides being traumatized by a Madonna video. Sure. No, that's wow. it. Just like lock a onto prayer. That one. Oh, wow. When she, uh, like she cuts his, herself yeah. with yeah, a yeah, knife yeah, yeah. or something. There's like all the, the Catholic Yeah, there's the stigmata stuff going on in that. That, that upset you was the knife cut scene? Yeah, there is a scene. Well, because, I mean, I was pretty young. I think yeah, I was yeah. like two or something. Probably, yeah. The TV was on. Anyway, that's something. But the <laughs> earliest memory I think I have was, um, you know those, j- you know those uh, chairs in the dollar store that are like fake wicker chairs. Okay. Sure. This is much less interesting. Yeah, you know. But yeah. it's like <laughs> I remember shaving off like a pack of crayons in the square holes. Taking to like make the like square like crayons. Like, yeah. Well, no. It would it would take it would shave off the crayon just enough where that the crayon would like curl yeah, around yeah, the, the square. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had this, like, Technicolor, like, thing. And when the sun was coming in through the window, it made a rainbow on the wall. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Griffin is so much more the creative. The artsiest fucking, like, toddler in the more, world. Yeah, no, for real, shit. I remember. More creative and inspired <laughs> than any. And I think about that actually quite often, that That's memory. Insanity. I'm like, yeah, that is. Sometimes I still think about that chair and the rainbow that it projected. <laughs> crayon rain, crayon Wicker chin. Wow. Wow. That's the best answer, I think, so far to that question. Number three. Number three is your favorite, buddy. Tell us about a time, and this is any time of your choosing, tell us about a time that you fucked up. That I fucked up. Fucked up. We, we know it wasn't talking to Farkas. It wasn't, wasn't talking, talking to Picard. Those were all, those were all those just were home all runs. Winning situations. 
But tell us about a time that you fucked up. And it, it could be like a little fuck up, a big fuck up, yep. whatever you want. I fucked up. First thing that pops in your head, so don't think about it too, too much. Well, that's the thing. I think I have a block to all the things that I fuck up. Just put so it, first of all, I've never fucked up once. Just all, put it in the vault, man. That's, that's No, I th- I'm trying to th- No, I'm actually just trying to think of a good one that will actually help other people. Oh, like wow. a learning experience. You're being like so magnanimous with your fuck-up stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, while man, Johnny thinks one. about this, Walter, yeah. when are you going to get a haircut? I'm gonna think about when am I going to get a haircut? Yeah. I don't know, because just flaps is over, Red Dad's is done, and yeah. like, I kind of kept saying, I'm, like, I'm going to keep it for Red Dad's. I'm going to keep it for this thing. Because now, but like, here's... Walter. I got a I got an August 20th gig, and I think they might want this hair. I'm not they sure. might want this hair? Because I'm, I'm thinking, what's weird now... Is that it's very kind of down the middle. Oh, but it, like, but like, it, I like it can go anywhere. For the most brother. part, when I leave the house now, I have the clipping. Yeah. So I, I it only looks weird okay, because I know what it is. It up. Uh, sorry, guys. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that not was a good it. story. It was me talking about my hair clip. Oh, let me tell you about my hair clip, brother. <laughs> I, th- I think, I fucked up when I because I didn't start earlier on. Uh, believing in the value that I could potentially have because I was too busy getting fucked up and trying to appease other people. I think that's my biggest biggest fuck-up. Appeasing other people in what way? What do you mean by that? Well, just trying to make other people look at me in a certain way or make them like me, and so not... On a musical level or like on a different level? Every level. Yeah. Musically too, and it was leaking into that. Just like, uh, yeah, I kind of get what you so mean. So I think, I think, I think like, biggest, like playing, so like playing the biggest fuck up. Yeah, so like playing to other people, not to yourself. Yeah, and like, like in in everything, not like musically, but just like in society. And just kind of like fucking around too much. Maybe. Yeah, just fucking around too much, and not 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 trusting that there's actually a intrinsic value that I have, even if I don't really know what it is yet. Right. Just fuck, just I guess fucking up and so not, deep, not knowing that singer songwriter Johnny Griffin. Johnny Griffin. Johnny so it's just better it. answers than these scumbag comics we have on. Yeah, they're time. idiots. They're they're worthless. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> question uh, now, question number four. Now you're getting the num- planet smash. Number four. Here's the planet smash. Number four. This, and this is hinges and, and you let it slide, and it hinges so heavily on. Have you ever seen WKRP in Cincinnati? What are you talking about? W- this is the K- goddamn K- question. WKRP. WKRP in Cincinnati was like a sitcom. Because guess what? About like the people. question is. Up, I don't give, think give, give, give me a second. It was a sitcom like from like the late seventies, early eighties. About uh, and it was like in syndication for a long time, like on Comedy Network and what shit and whatnot. And it was about like a radio station in Cincinnati, and there was like DJs and whatnot. And I was probably drunk and or stoned at the time that this question came in, so I probably said yes to it regardless as to what yep. it was. Yep, yep, yep. And the question is. So the question is Lonnie Anderson, fuck, or Bailey Jesus from WKRP Christ. in Cincinnati. But oh, but I don't know who they but are. But if you've never seen the show, I've just looked. I just looked up a photo that I feel tells you like, kind of everything you need to just, know. Who do I find attractive? So yeah. Lonnie Anderson. So the one on the on the left here was, if you had, was famously if you had, married if you to Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and then, I mean you could oh, be man, friends. You can't add peripheral stuff. Okay, all right. And no, one it's on the right. Who's now. one on the right? Now you got to say something about the other one. And the one on the right is the, so who? Lonnie and not Lonnie Anderson. The other Lonnie one. Anderson was the secretary. Bailey. 
Bailey, Bailey was like um, well, the who's pro- that actress? Do we, do we do anything I don't know. Else or but like... she was more like the producer type and whatever. Yeah. Well, like, first of all, you know, this is like face smash, which is like you're telling me a little tidbit about them. Yeah. I haven't heard them speak. We've never done this. I don't question. know We've how never they done interact like this with people. This is a Planet Smashers question, which is a huge thing when you're talking about being attracted. However, I will tell you. I will tell you though. Keith always gets on my case about agreeing to bad questions. Agreeing to bad questions, and I was like, apparently, this is so. You can go back it. and listen to the last episode. I was so adamant being like, do you want a backup question? Walter's like, no need. But no I would need say for just, a backup. Well, we can't, we can't I just do to, it now. I, I just want to tell you, Johnny, that this is a show from the 70s. And late 70s. Late 70s. Early and I'm just saying that those, the, the, what you think those two characters' stereotypes are from that photo are those two stereotypes. Okay, so yeah, let's exactly. go with that. So, so I mean, it, if, it's I, like, if I, I, would have I knew to you at all, it'd probably be. I'd yeah. have to go with with her. Yeah, yeah. we're going with Bailey. Going okay. with but Bailey. At the I same agree. Time, I'm sure that she. But be Lonnie really would fun. probably no, be no, fun. No, no, yeah, no, no. We're not. We're not diminishing. I mean, Burt Reynolds, for God's sakes. I mean, oh, like you, I, you said the word. What? You went into that zone. What zone? You said the word diminishing. Yeah. No, I'm not. I said. <laughs> Did I'm I not. say that word before? I feel like you got on my case for a different word. You have like you have like I feel like you have like Johnny Griffin's ten no go words. I will. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying that. I will say that WKRP in Cincinnati, uh, for a show in the late 70s, wrote both of those female characters as very, like, capable and, like, intelligent characters. Fierce, strong females. I don't even go Fierce, into that because I respect females. women and that's it. Yeah. No, no, but that's what we're saying. This is a long time ago, like, and these, both these, of those, both of those characters female characters were, that were like, depicted neither, very well. Like the Lonnie well, Anderson. they looked strong when I looked at them. Yeah, they looked yeah. like they were just characters were, in a comedy. Looked like it was a comedy. Yeah. Right? It's a. I mean, you, you should check <laughs> it out. Like great. no, no Please. line. You should check it out. It's a. It's a it's well, a, it looked humorous. You know? It's yeah. a great. It's, it's a, a great show based around running a radio station in the seventies. Okay. Like that's. Uh, <laughs> it, it's like very good. Uh, and uh, Johnny, now so what now question, here is your opportunity question, to your uh, opportunity to ask a question over. about an obscure TV show from the seventies to I someone else that I will hate. I will in, uh, not. Two weeks time, apparently. <laughs> okay, my question. It's and it's for the next person. Yep. The next. Band, uh, or or, or create. T- typically, the like they're creative. They could be a comedian. They could be a visual artist. They could be a musician. I would like say, what what is the thing that you feel um, that you like to eat um, in the morning? Uh-huh. Like, what would you eat in the morning when you feel like, oh, I don't really want to eat right now? Oh, that's oh. a good question. So, like, from a potential hangover, or just because you're not a big breakfast person. Either one. Either one. Yeah. Interesting. I will say um, that I, when I was like very messed up in the morning and like not feeling great, <laughs> I would have like raw cookie dough. Raw Hard cook- drugs. <laughs> Hard drugs, huh? Um, raw cookie dough and a Powerade. Oh, man. Fuck. Like, that's a good answer. And I like, and it that is was a good answer, but it's fuck key. No, but it, but it was just like, because I was like, in my mind, I was like, this is what I need for the day. <laughs> Kind of is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, and I was just like, it would fill you up. There'd be That's substantial. Like, There's some sugars in there. A lot you of got sugar. The electrolytes. Yeah. With the power yeah that's it. I remember your your brother-in-law, Chris Raz, one, one morning, like, saw me just, like, nomming on a cookie dough, drinking a power. And he was like, Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, gotta get to work. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so like he just, yeah, yeah, that's such perfect. A, such a judgmental look on his eyes. <laughs> it was like 9 a.m. I'm like, nah. Hey, my go-to would be uh, just real easy sausage McMuffin from McDonald's. Nice. No egg, 
No egg. No egg. Just okay, you're like my cousin, Mike. I don't like the egg. It's real weird. Yeah. Have you, you guys do the late nights? No egg. You, you get like thirty of them. Like, no egg. <laughs> <laughs> Five in the morning. Have you yeah. ever, have you so guys good. ever been? Yeah. Have you guys ever been to McDonald's in like the south of America? Uh, probably. There's pass by it. There's stuff like Mc, like McMuffin style stuff that you can get, but instead of on a muffin, it's on like a Southern style biscuit. Oh. And I was like, I'm like mm, McDonald's. Yeah, but isn't that the McBiscuit? No. They get. It's not, not the, the same, same, right? It's not the same. They had one that was like, it was biscuit, fried chicken, egg. And I was like. It's a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, it's a breakfast sandwich. God like available it. only on the How breakfast How big sandwich. is the chicken? Not very. Probably it was like, like kind of like a slim. It was like reasonable enough to eat. It wasn't just like a big wad. See, I would have liked it better if it was unreasonable, like the big. For fun. breakfast, yeah. yeah. It would have been. What's, it what's, what's your answer? What's your, what's your like breakfast your, when you don't feel like breakfast? Yo, I don't even know why I said that, to be honest. <laughs> but um, It's like a rocky thing, like five Well, I rides, figured I did like, the serious one before, yeah, so I was yeah. going to not do the serious sure. one. Sure. No, that was good. But um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, I'd probably just eat <laughs> fruit. <laughs> like fruit? Like a banana or something. <laughs> Potassium. Sorry. Get it in there. <laughs> it seemed like such an earnest question. Yeah, I was yeah. like, for sure, Johnny's going to have a good answer. <laughs> He's got to <laughs> <laughs> you know. A banana. There's lots you know, of fiber. Probably bucket food. Um, so whatever, man. Next Oceaga. <laughs> This Strawberries weekend, have lots yeah. of fiber. Uh, what day are you playing? I just I blanked. Saturday. Saturday. I was like Friday. What time? No. What's your time slot? You know. Saturday at one thirty. One thirty on the green stage. On the green stage. It's yeah. a it's a good time. I like th- those early. Um, uh, Midnight Trust was in a similar kind of boat, and it's just sort of like the people that are out there are there to fucking see, see you, yeah. which is like a good vibe as yeah. opposed to just being like these like assholes waiting for the next act. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, I like anybody that's watching. I would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. But it, I mean, like that's always, I think my, my, when you're at those festivals, you sometimes have the people who are like, I'm getting a good spot for the next guy. That's kind of the show though that we prepared for because I noticed last year when I was there, because I worked there last year, actually parking the buses. Oh, wow. Like I had a, they gave me a little golf cart and I was nice. Oh yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we, st- stuff that would work in a small show, an intimate show, mm-hmm. will not work in a festival set. Yeah. Right, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's supposed to be a gorgeous weekend, so I'm like, I feel that like you're just, it's, if your music's good and you have like a little bit of like a vibe or an energy, it doesn't really like matter the, no. the size of the crowd. You're fuck, you're playing outside in the sun and whatever. Yeah, it's just about you're gonna like vibe off of whoever's there, and exactly. it's gonna be like a a like. Uh, like, I would say some of my, like, all-time favorite Oceaga memories are on, like, not main stages early in the day when it's not just packed and people aren't, like, dying yet of yeah, yeah. dehydration. <laughs> but whatever. I actually loved Kendrick Lamar and I saw, I think, Eminem. Yeah. Oh, that was, was a while back. There's a lot of – anyways, I've seen a lot of – in all – yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not like diminishing the headliners or anything, but it's just like there those you go, man, with the word again, diminishing. <laughs> diminishing. I'm not re- dude reducing. <laughs> I don't want to take away from the headliners. The headliners are there to bring a big For experience. Sure. I know exactly. Whereas sure. like those those like you smaller state like there's a lot a lot of Montreal uh, acts on at the uh, I mean mostly like DJs and stuff. They have like the Perrier Lounge now. Yeah, the and Perrier Lounge. Isn't that, that where you squirt yourself with the mist? Maybe. Yeah, that's not an official <laughs> stage. No, that is an official stage where a bunch of Montreal like DJs and stuff are playing. But oh, okay. it, but it's like and it, it's mostly yeah, local man. acts. Like kind DJs of play? yeah, yeah, I know. But and you know, and it's just sort of like it's cool. You're like have that smaller experience inside a place where you are gonna see like the, your headliners, like your Arctic Monkeys or whatever, like later on. Uh, Johnny, that was awesome. Thank you, Johnny. That was yeah. amazing. Seriously, thank you guys. Uh, come back was, on next time. You thanks, uh, wanting to have his hand because you're like. 
like a thousand yards away from it. <laughs> Reach across. Next time you uh, come you. on again, next time you guys have uh, the, the next release yeah, or whatever, sure. we'll, uh, we'll do this again sometime. Thank you. Kick ass, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.